Three matches in tonight, and that starts with the Warriors versus the Dragons NZT at 5 o'clock. The continuous call team will join us for a brief preview, round about 20 to 3. Mick Innes, thank you so much for joining us. First up, what have you seen so far in the first three games? We've seen blowouts in all the scores, but what have you made of these matches so far? Oh, it's been fantastic. I mean, obviously, just um, you know, the enjoyment of having live sport back and, and the game that we love has been uh, really fulfilling over the last forty-eight hours. But to see um, to see the implemented rule changes, I think it's yeah, it's been everything that I'd hoped. To be honest, they've been really open, um, free-flowing contests, minimal penalties. Um, the six-to-go rule seems to have put a real fatigue on the middle forwards and brought some of our real skillful, uh, enterprising players into the action. And, um, you know, I, I, I said that on the back of, you know, on the back of Thursday night's game, I was really looking forward to seeing the, the Roosters-South Sydney game. I'm still looking forward to seeing the Melbourne-Canberra uh, game with Smith and Hodgson. You know, so just, just, to, just to get a real feel for it this weekend, because I thought that the dummy halves could control um, a lot of those opportunities, but uh, you know, in saying that, it, it's been the forward packs and their physical condition that have actually dictated terms and allowed those players to do that. Because we saw last night when everyone expected Damien Cook to to explode with this new rule, given what we'd seen the night before, that the, the Roosters did a terrific job in terms of controlling uh, the momentum of the big men, and, and Cook wasn't cited last night. So, yeah, really looking forward to. It. I think. Uh, I think your boys might be looking forward. I think Roger Tuivasa-Sheck might have a day out, considering what we saw uh, with with James Tedesco last night. Well, just explain to us, then, break that down for us a little bit further. So because of this, what are you seeing? You're seeing the fittest, smaller guys playing a faster game, and you think sort of, especially at the back end of a contest, that's going to make a real difference. Yeah, I think just when when the big guys get momentum, and you know, the, particularly the big men with footwork and speed through the middle, if they can... If they can break tackles or get one-on-one tackles and get a fast play the ball, you'll see sides try and slow that down, which will then bring in the six-to-go call, which then speeds up the game, fatigues the middle, and guys like two of Arthur Sheck and you know James Tedesco and you know you think of blokes like Charles Nickel Clogstad at the Raiders. These guys, when they come through the middle, when when fatigue set in, the big men just can't simply get to to where they used to be able to get to and. And the fatigue is allowing our decision makers, our ball players. Moses had a day out for Parramatta on Friday, on Thursday. Uh, we saw that again last night with um, Scott Drinkwater for the Cowboys and Valentine Holmes. So it's exciting. It's really exciting because in previous you know seasons and years gone by, in those periods where fatigue has started to creep into the game, we've seen you know uh, that real wrestle and, and time on the ground in tackles. Uh, nullify our dummy halves, our, our fullbacks and our halves to, to really capitalise on the fatigue and then in, in amongst that, the interchange as well. So, yeah, it's been it's been excellent. McInnes is with us, Fox League Live. Of course, you'll you see him on that every single week. I want to talk about that in a second because you've done what we've done, which is managed to produce a program for 10 weeks without any sport. Are you, are you, are you surprised? Are you, are you amazed? Or is it what you expected, the conditioning and the fitness of the players? Because after 10 weeks out to front like they, oh, the game I saw on Thursday, I was amazed at, the, at, the, at, at how well they were playing. Yeah, I, me too. I mean, I was fascinated to see how they responded because... 
you know, the players are given such great facilities and great staff and, and opportunities, you know, when everything was normal without the virus. So the pre-season for the sides, the players were given everything on a platter. Uh, they have the motivation and the camaraderie to push each other, you know, when they can train as a group. But to do that um, in isolation and to do that on your own uh, was going to was going to really test the character of of the individuals. And uh, as I said, I mean, look, I, I think there's probably been only a few moments in amongst the three games that I've watched already uh, this weekend where I've seen a little bit of a, a conditioning difference between the two sides. But overall, it's been a phenomenal effort. And given the circumstances that, you know, not, not only the uh, sports players, but what, you know, what what people have faced as individuals and the challenges that everyone's faced, um, it's been, you know, quite remarkable what the players have been able to do. How much increased responsibility do you think there is on, on all the players now that, you know, the game's in front of the world? I mean, that's part of the thing the world's watching. But also, whatever, I suppose, has gone on in your life prior to COVID, well, I think we're all cleaning out the, 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 the baggage cupboard, aren't we, in terms of what's important and what's not. So do you, do you see where I'm going with this? Is there, is, is there a bigger degree on the players to really sort of put a performance on and put a spectacle on? Oh, well, I think it's just, I mean, it's a great opportunity for our game to, to lead the way. Um, no doubt, you know, both your country over there in New Zealand and also ours here have done a tremendous job in abiding by what the government has asked us to do um, in terms of isolating. And that was a challenge in itself. You know, for me, you know, it's something that I haven't experienced before with four young children having to homeschool them and, you know, entertain them in different ways. And, you know, in a lot of ways, you're right, it stripped things back to, to what was important and we found ways to reconnect and um, you know, it's a great opportunity for us as a game now on the world stage with no other live sport or minimal other live sport, uh, particularly a, a, a type of sport like rugby league, to show that you know we, we're capable of uh, you know abiding by uh, the rules and regulations to ensure that the players remain safe, but at the same time uh, provide a product that that also provides for people that you know just need that little bit of escape. You know that. You know, obviously, some challenging times for people in society uh, for a number of reasons, uh, and the opportunity to sit down on a Thursday or a Friday or a Saturday night with your with your loved ones and just relax and switch off and watch some live sport, I think is critical, and it's a great opportunity for us to do that. Started the program, Mick Ennis is with us, and uh, we're thanking you so much for your time. Started the program by saying, look, for the next few hours at least, I'm going to live on cloud hope land, because we know with the Warriors how disappointing they can be. But, you know, until that actually happens, why not actually believe? Mick, what what do you see for the Warriors season from here? Oh, look, you know, it's very difficult to be to be critical, given what they've um, put themselves through uh, for us to be able to get our game back up and running. And I think everyone in rugby league, both players, um, fans, commentators, um, and just general lovers of the game, uh, are extremely grateful of the sacrifices that they've made to get up and running. But at some point, we, we need to be honest about you know, where they're at as well. And um, I, I think they're in for a tough season, if I'm being brutally honest. I, from what I saw in the opening two rounds, I just think that they'll really struggle to compete with the top teams and, you know, I think it, it's going to be a, be a tough year for the Warriors. The way that the game has changed, though, and the way that it has particularly sped up, do you think that it's going to work in their advantage or not? Uh, look, I think, I think to, be, to be honest, um, there'll be certainly some opportunities for guys like Tuovasa, Shek, uh, Fusatua, 
you know, uh, Harris Tavita, these sorts of players. I, I really like Nathaniel Rhodes. It's a big blow to have him injured. Um, Jazz Tavanga is another that, you know, I, I really um, have a huge amount of respect for. So to have him missing again for another month there is challenging. So the, the, the injuries is a big concern. Lisa Armour is a, a huge loss as well. So that, that in itself presents some challenges. But I just think that I think they're a quality uh, half short. I think they're a, a quality centre short. And I think that they, they, you know, they're missing just that that big X factor in their forward pack. So, um, you know, in saying that, I think um, I think those challenges in itself will be too much for for them to be able to compete with sides like the Roosters and the Raiders and the Melbourne Storm. You know, particularly at the back end of the year. But we can live on and live on and hope, can't we? At least for another five hours, Mick. Hang on the line. I still want to ask you about the crowd noise, the artificial crowd noise. Same old, same old teams. Do you expect to dominate this kind of competition? Touch base, of course, on a glittering career culminating in that final game that you played, which was also the premiership final for Cronulla. It's the DRS with Martin Devlin and forkliftsolutions.co.nz for experience, safety and innovation on Newstalk ZB. But Mick Ennis with us still for a few more minutes and we thank you for waiting, mate. Back to the first three games we've seen so far. The scoreline's kind of blowing out in the end, they did. Roosters look as good as they did last year, though, when winning the comp. And despite the big break, do you still see or think that the same teams are going to dominate? Well, you know, yeah, we've been lucky enough to see yeah, the Eels and you know, obviously the, the Roosters, who everyone expected to, to be at the top of the ladder somewhere this season. But the Cowboys, I thought, certainly handled the new rule changes um, and the style of football extremely well. Yeah, look, I think they the reason that we've seen the score lines is because guys are playing a, a completely different type of football from what we've seen, and that's a game that's riddled with fatigue. And they're going to struggle with that. And, and that's the challenge for the, the players this season and moving forward, that they need to be able to handle those momentum swings, particularly early in the game, or it's going to hurt you at the back end of a game. And we, we saw that the Broncos, now these games didn't blow out until the end of the contest. You know, I think at halftime, the Titans and Cowboys are only at 14-6 or 12-6 possibly. Yeah, so... Um, and it's at the back end of the game when that fatigue set in, the players have just got nothing left in the tank and the side that's dominated possession and handled those periods uh, of possession um, and momentum well seem to be able to have the petrol in the tank to really put the foot on the gas at the end of, of a game. So it proves vitally important now for sides that opening 30 minutes, I believe. The crowd or the lack of and the piping in the crowd noise, you in favour of it? Love it, yep. Uh, I love it. I mean, uh you know, just just sitting and and listening to it. When you get consumed by the contest, you, you almost forget that there's no crowd there. When you're there, you're just watching the two sides going toe to toe. The crowd noise there just adds that little bit of normality, I think. You know, and as 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 nice as it is, I thought it was really refreshing actually. Sometimes to hear no noise and hear the contact and hear the conversation of the players and get taken right into the middle from your lounge room to the centre of the ground. I do like that. But I think, you know, uh, I think it also needs that ability and that option to be able to just be consumed by, by that normality of noise. And, yeah, I've enjoyed it. I've loved this weekend. Is it, is it still a work in progress, though, in terms of everything about the season? It just seems like people are prepared to cut a lot more slack, and that just has to be the case, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. Look, I mean, everyone expects that there's going to be some challenges this year, and, you know, we've just got to push forward as best as we can. Um, you know, and I, I've touched on how... 
um, how the Warriors have led the way with that, you know, and, and they've made so many sacrifices and, and pushed through so many hurdles for us just to get the game up and running. And um, Peter Volandi has, has said that the game's going to look different. Um, it has looked different in terms of the product, I think, for the buff. But in terms of the challenges, yeah, look, I think we all just need to accept that, you know, things may go a little skew if at times, but we just need to roll with the punches. And uh, it's just great, to, as I said, just great to have, have rugby league back on. And as far as the TV show and everything goes, uh, hats off to you. I mean, you've done a fantastic job. I mean, when there was no live sport on, you guys were on every single night. How difficult was yeah, that? Yeah. yeah, it was great. I mean, I really got to take my hat off to, to Steve Crawley at Fox Sports. Uh, the minute, you know, the competition was suspended and put on hold, uh, he was on the front foot trying to create, trying to come up with ways to be able to continue to, to entertain, not only just rugby league people, but sport in general. And, um, you know, the access that we had to... To league players, um, to celebrities, to lovers of the game, to, to people from other sports, and it was brilliant to be honest. And um, it's just such a great organisation to be a part of. And yeah, I think through those, these difficult times, um, it made me even more proud to, to to work there. Are you enjoying the TV stuff as well as that? The sub part of that question is the kids are actually starting to think that dad's more famous now because he's on the TV a lot more. <laughs> No, I look, it's been great. You know, it's been a wonderful transition out of the game. As I said, you know, to go from being a player to sit and talk about rugby league every weekend, you know, really it doesn't get any better than that. So I, I, I'm extremely grateful for, for my job. I love it. And uh, it's nice. I mean, you know, to previously in recent years when we didn't have the circumstances that we've got at the moment, to be able to take the kids in there and sit down and they could watch Dad, uh, you know, talk on telly about footy and then, you know, watch a little bit of footy in at Fox was was always good, and getting out to the grounds is is always a great uh, always a great thing to do as well. So, no, love um, loving being a part of the game still, and yeah, it's fantastic. And before we go, we've got to congratulate you on on such a stellar career too. Look, I've got a really good mate who just his name is Mike. If you could say hello, he he bawled his eyes out when Cronulla won that. He used to actually listen to the games with his dad in the Shire and, if, and washing the car and apparently on the radio. And if and if the and if the Sharks were losing, the old man stormed inside and he had to finish washing the car. If you can say hello to my mate Mike, mate, he'd love Mike you. standing, yep. Yeah, hey Mike, mate, it was a, one of the best nights of my life, mate. That um, I'd go back to it tomorrow if I could, but. Um, yeah, to, to see the Shire, see the community come together and uh, and to achieve what we did was was unreal. And, um, yeah, great memories and great that you were a part of it, Mike. Well, congratulations again. And, look, and I've got to say, I was one of the doubting Thomases, mate. You know, when Peter Volandis put that date down and said it was May the 28th, I just said I could not believe that it could actually happen. Yeah. And I take my hat off to the dude and everyone else that has actually been involved in this because it's been thrilling to have it back. And, and also just, you know, it, it feels like, you know, life in a certain way kickstarts again. I know there's a lot of stuff going on still, but for a lot of us, it's, it does really make a huge difference to us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, 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 I can't speak highly enough of what Peter Volandis has done. He's, he's led from the front uh, from the minute that it all went down and as I said it's just fantastic to have it back and I, I don't think we're, we're here where we are uh, if it wasn't for Pete and, and um, how passionate he's been about getting the game back up and running so yeah let's sit back and enjoy it let's take it Thanks, upstairs man. the Devlin Radio Show on News Talk ZB. 12.30, it is bang on the button Saturday, and thanks very much to Fox League Live for giving us Mick Ennis for as many minutes. I mean, obviously, very busy chap today.